You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there. Welcome to episode 87 of the Blended Family Podcast. Sorry, my voice is a little raspy. It just does that sometimes. I don't know why. I hope you're all hanging in there and keeping cool. It's been really hot where I am in Florida, probably one of the hottest summers I've ever seen here. I had a post on Facebook last week about my newsletter. I'm getting ready to do another giveaway in a couple of weeks. And the way I'll be doing that is I'm going to pick someone who's a member of my list. That's actually probably how I'm going to do all of my giveaways in the future. So make sure you head over and subscribe to that so you will automatically be entered into each and every giveaway I do. In addition to that, as a member, you'll also be the first to know about any news or announcements I have since I always let my list people know first. You'll get a little quiz when you join too, which will tell you what areas of your blended family need the most work. And I won't bombard you. I actually only try to send out one newsletter a month because I know what it's like when your inbox is overflowing. And so I try to keep it short and sweet. I don't have time for tons of emails either. And I know that you're busy and you don't. So to join that list, which of course is free, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash subscribe. That's all you have to do. And one more thing before I get started. Last week, I mentioned that I'm interested in starting a new segment on the show where I get to talk to you, my listeners, who I love. I want to know your story, and I'm sure the rest of you would love to hear from each other, too. Once again, this is not to exploit your family. You know that's not what I'm about. You talk about what you want, share as much or as little as you want. It'll just be a short conversation between me and you. So please, I need your participation to make it happen. And I really think it would be something to connect us all better. If you are interested, please email me or Facebook message me. My email again is melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I'm really excited for the opportunity to get to know some of you a little bit better. All right, so today's topic is dealing with insecurities. This comes up a lot in blended families. Insecurities are defined as uncertainty or anxiety about oneself or lack of confidence about oneself. It's easy to understand how this is common in blended families. We are surrounded by new family members who we haven't grown up around, and many of us can struggle there with how we might fit in. Are we going to be accepted, loved, understood? No one is excluded from this. And that's not to say that everyone has insecurities, which, I mean, actually most people do have some, but what I mean is that it can affect every person in the equation, whether you're a step-parent, a bio-parent, a step-child, or a bio-child, you all can struggle with some sort of insecurity. So let's go over some very common types of insecurities in the blended family. And the most common, and I hear this all the time, is insecurities with the ex-spouse. And to be honest, I mostly hear this from women who are insecure about the relationship her husband or boyfriend has with his ex. Men can have insecurities as well. 
But I think it's more common with women because we're just a lot more emotional and we struggle more with our self-worth. Anyway, this is huge and normal too. So this would be wondering if your partner still has feelings for their ex, wondering if they had a better relationship, or maybe you feel the ex is smarter, better looking, more talented, or a better parent. You might drive yourself crazy wondering how they were together or wondering if you measure up. So as normal as this all is, I want to remind you that they are not in that relationship anymore. And there's a reason for that. You may say, well, the relationship only ended because of such and such, and now think things are different, and you assume they might want to work things out. And I've had letters and emails from you guys more than once about this. One woman wrote to me because her husband's last relationship ended because the ex-wife abandoned the family. But recently she'd come back into the picture and so the new wife is concerned that since he hadn't, he was not the one that chose to end the relationship that he might wanna go back to her. After all, her life is put back together and they have kids together. And so that's just one example, but many of you have similar concerns. Here's the thing, that relationship with the ex wasn't meant to be. It doesn't matter if they had the most amazing relationship at that time or the most amazing sex life or a huge mansion. None of this matters. They aren't together now for a reason. And just because two people have a history together doesn't mean they belong together. We all have a history. Hardly anyone can say they're still with their high school sweetheart. Most of us have been through many relationships. And the way I like to look at it is that we all learn things along the way from each of our relationships. We learn things that make us better for the next time around. Look at your own relationship history. I bet you can dissect each and every love story that you had and figure out what was good and bad and what you learned then that makes you a better partner now. So then now look at your partner and their ex. If you know some things about their journey, I bet you could figure out what your partner went through in that relationship which made them better now for you. And that's why we're here, to grow and to learn. We should never regret our past. Rather, we need to understand what that part of our life taught us. To me, there are no failures, just learning experiences. When you look at a breakup or a divorce, you need to say that wasn't a failure, it was a journey. And what can I take from that experience to make me better? even if the better you came from the split. So like for me, I wouldn't say that I necessarily learned a lot in my previous marriage, but the breakup experience, the divorce, is really what changed my entire being. That's when my biggest learning happened. That's when I grew. Others of us learn a lot in the relationship. We learn a lot about how to treat people, about what we want and what we don't want, and I know I'm talking a lot about this, but it's important stuff. It helps us feel less insecure when we understand that our partner and their ex had to go through their experience to make them who they are today. It's just the past, and we all have one. Stop focusing on the ex. It's insignificant. Spend that energy focusing on your relationship now and what you love about it. Maybe there's things you need to work on, and that's okay, but stop directing your focus outside of your relationship. Now, I know there are some cases where two people can 
still have feelings for one another after a divorce, but it's not as often as you think. Another thing you might be thinking is, well, they get along so well, they must have feelings, but no, not true. Listen, some of you get along great with an ex, others of you not at all, but isn't the goal to get to a place of peaceful co-parenting where you all get along and have respect for one another? So many of you are struggling with not getting along at all. So if your partner gets along with the ex, try to come to a place of gratitude in your heart instead of insecurity. And I've got to be completely honest here and say, when we struggle with insecurities, it most always is our issue, not the other person. We need to look inside of ourselves and figure out why we feel the way we do instead of placing blame on the outside source. And before I move on, I do understand that sometimes the outside source is doing things that might cause your uncertainty. For example, if the ex is outright flirting with your partner, I can totally understand that's going to create feelings of insecurity in you. And it should. And when something like that happens, you need to keep the communication open with your partner. There are some behaviors that are unacceptable, but most of the time your partner, if you let them know how you feel, can calm down your feelings if you approach it the right way. Not in an accusing way, but in a gentle way, you can let your partner know that you're feeling uneasy and then explain why. Most likely your partner will assure you that there's no interest and nothing to fear. And I spent a lot of time on that because I know that so many of you struggle with it. So let's move on. Another big insecurity in the blended family, being a step-parent. Any step-parent can struggle with this. But mostly you're going to find step-parents with children of their own struggle a bit less. And that's just because even though they may struggle some with the newly formed relationship, in general, they're more confident in parenting than the step-parent who has never had any children at all. And it's easy to see why that makes sense. Here comes a person who has no experience of raising a child and is expected to assume the role instantly. And what makes it even harder is the age and personality of that child. Are they young and impressionable or are they a moody teenager? Are they easygoing or do they have a bad attitude? Are they open to their parent dating or they haven't gotten over the divorce? All of these issues factor into how that step-parent and step-child relationship is going to grow. And to make matters worse is that many times these kids have their other bio parent talking into their ear about how they don't need to like their step parent or mind them at all. The most important piece of advice I can give you is this. Children are very smart and very manipulative. They spot weakness from a mile away and they'll jump at the opportunity to make you feel even more insecure than you already might. Whatever you do, don't let them see your insecurity. Remember, they are children. They don't need to know you're frightened or that you have no idea what to do in certain situations. You need to act as confident and self-assured as you can. It's totally okay to let them know that you're new at this or that you made a mistake with something, but don't let them see you sweat. Also, just because you may be doing this parenting thing for the first time doesn't mean you're going to be bad at it. Some of us who have had our own children from birth, make horrible mistakes. And to let you in on a secret, us bio parents feel insecure too. 
I'm always unsure of my choices and decisions when it comes to parenting. And I'm both a bio and a stepmom, but I still struggle with wondering whether I'm good enough or capable enough. So don't worry, relax. If you love them and do your best, everything will be fine. But Melissa, you say, my stepdaughter hates me. She criticizes my cooking all the time. Or Melissa, my stepson won't say two words to me and he'll never think I'm good enough. I know we're not always going to be accepted by every child. And what are you feeling insecure about as a step parent today? And then think now, is there truth to it? Most likely, no, there's not any truth to it. So you've got to let it go. And on the other hand, if there is truth to it, or if you feel you can do better, then use the information to help you be better. And that's all we can really do. You know, it's funny. We don't worry about our bio kids liking us, do we? We just assume they will, but we don't really care if and when they're upset with us. That's just part of parenting. But when our stepkids are upset with us, we feel like a failure. It can crush us. What's really interesting about that is the stepkids know that too, and that's exactly how they use their manipulation against you. So don't fall into that trap and give yourself credit. I commend step parents because you are making a choice to be a parent to a child, and that's special. So instead of feeling insecure, you remind yourself how special you truly are to be taking on that role. All right, how about bio parents? I I won't spend a lot of time on this one because I already told you a minute ago how insecure parents feel all the time. And I know I'm not alone on that one. I don't know one parent who thinks they're a perfect parent. Every parent is insecure for one reason or another, whether they admit it or not. And everything that happens in our child's life, we always wonder if it could have or should have been different and how our decisions affected them. So let's just move on to the last category insecurities of children. And I would bet that children might even struggle more than some adults with insecurities. Some adults have insecurities, but I think all children do. But for the sake of this show, we'll just talk about their insecurities relating to the blended family. Their insecurities in their personal life and school is another issue entirely. So here, what the children are going to struggle with is how do they fit into this blended family? As step-parents struggle with hoping the step-kids will like them, step-kids are concerned with the same exact thing. They wonder if the step-parent will accept them, especially if the step-parent has kids of their own. They wonder if their step-siblings will like them. They also wonder if their own parent will still have time for them now that they have a new partner. And also keep in mind that if the child has the other bio-parent in their life, and that parent also enters into a relationship, they're getting this on both sides. So that's a lot for a kid to worry about. It's no wonder that some of them act out. So now we've talked about types of insecurities that you'll find in a blended family. Now let's talk about how to eliminate it or at least how to not let it consume you. And then we'll talk about how to help others in your family. So if it's you who's feeling insecure, The first thing is to understand that everyone has insecurities in some capacity. Don't shame yourself for it. Accept that it's part of the human experience. Don't make assumptions, which means don't just start making things up, letting your mind run wild, telling you things that are untrue. And I know you all know what I'm talking about there. 
If you aren't sure about something, ask the person who can clear things up and recognize when your mind is playing these tricks on you. Get to the root of the problem. What is it exactly that's causing your feelings of insecurity to come up? And change your thinking around. Stop focusing on what you're insecure about. Instead, focus on what makes you feel stable and secure. And the more you focus on things that make you feel good, the less you'll find you worry about things that make you feel insecure. Now, what if it's your partner or one of the children who feel insecure? What can you do? Well, first, think if there's anything you might be doing to cause any of that insecurity. Usually there's not, but if there is, it's something that you might want to work on. Communicate with a family member to get to the root of what might be the cause of their insecurity. And once you find out what their fears are, you might be able to easily solve the problem by simply talking to them, making them feel better about whatever their concerns are. Be sensitive to their concerns, even if you think it's silly. The person who's feeling insecure has valid concerns, and you need to hear them out and validate them. But remember, you can try to help, but ultimately, they do have to help themselves as well. And sometimes, no matter what you do, the other person cannot get rid of their insecurities. And as long as you know that you've done your part, you're okay. I was listening to an old podcast the other day by Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's now passed away, but he said something that really stuck with me, and it might help here if you or someone you love is struggling with insecurities. He said, what you think of me is none of my business. Think about that statement. What you think of me is none of my business. It's so true. Why do we worry about what others think of us? I do too, all the time. That's why this stuck with me so much and it's something that I need to work on. We shouldn't worry about this and we don't need to know. Let's worry more about our own opinions of ourselves and what we are doing to grow. So the last thing I do want to say is that even though this show is focused on helping you get rid of insecurities, it's not necessarily a bad thing to have them sometimes. There's usually a reason for the insecurity and you want to pay attention to what your self-conscious mind is trying to tell you. Are you unsure of something? Do you feel like you're not cut out for the job? Are you afraid you might lose the thing you love most? There's always a reason. Figure out what is at the root of your insecurity, and only then can we fix it and move forward and learn things about ourselves to make us better. So I hope today's show was helpful to you. Feedback is always welcomed on the website, Facebook page, or to my email. We've got lots of new members coming in the Facebook group. If you still haven't joined or you're new, please come on over to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group and check us out over there. Don't forget to email me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com if you want to participate in my family interviews. This is not a limited time thing. It's something I hope to continue doing but it won't work without your participation. So I really look forward to hearing from you. And I'll be back next week with another show for you. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. 
Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.